Hello and Happy New Year. I'm Amy Keeley and this is episode 7 of the Travel Weekly podcast, which brings you interviews and commentary from key figures in the travel sector, as well as previews of events in the industry calendar. On this episode, we invite two PR and marketing experts to give their verdicts of this year's turn of year TV ads. Okay, I am here with Steve Dunn, who is the Chief Executive of Marketing Consultancy Digital Drums. Steve has worked in marketing and PR for 25 years um, for brands including BT, HSBC and South African Airways. He was Chairman of PR firm The Brighter Group and has advised the Prime Minister's Office, the Home Office, the Royal Navy, Virgin Atlantic, Charities and Tourist Boards. Steve is listed among the most influential people in PR in the PR Week Power Book, but most importantly, he is a regular columnist for us at Travel Weekly, uh, and he reviewed a number of the turn of year TV ads for us in the magazine last week. Um, He is joined by Sarah Johnson, who is Chief Executive of Travel PR and Marketing Firm Lotus. Sarah started her career working for Burberry, later working for TUI, where she was part of the team which launched the Thompson Sun and Thompson Super Family brands. She's also worked for Universal Studios, theme parks and resorts. Lotus PR's current and previous clients include Palladium Hotel Group, Hard Rock Hotels and numerous tourist boards. So welcome both of you. Thank you. Okay, let's get started. So before we we, um, play some clips from this year's TV turn of year ads, I just want to ask you both, um, generally, overall, what did you make of, of this year's efforts and how did they compare to previous years? So Steve, st- if you could start us off. Uh, well, I thought uh, the big uh, trend we saw this year was that uh, we've got emerging players like Ice Lolly coming along and doing big TV advertising, which is important when you're building a brand such as that. Um, and the challenge that most uh, um, holiday brands have when it comes to advertising on TV is they're working more or less with the same material. Um, beaches and hot air balloons and, and chefs and, and uh, bars and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so the uh, the effort to stand out becomes the real uh, pivotal point. And I think uh, there were two or three brands, maybe four even, that this year really did get their head above the crowd. Uh, and we'll talk about those a little bit later on, I'm sure. Okay, and Sarah, what did you make of them? It seemed to me that there were more ads than previous years. Um, it may be because there's been a lot of press coverage as well around travel and Brexit, but I felt that in amongst all this kind of relentless DFS sofa ads, um, <laughs> travel just seemed to be up there a lot more, which is good news for the industry. Definitely. Okay. Um, a lot of big firms recycled or tweaked existing ads this year. Um, Tui, Jet2, First Choice, P&O. Do you think that's a sign of reduced marketing budgets? Um, I think it can be one of two things. It could be reduced marketing budgets or it could be that the uh, share of the pie is going elsewhere. So they might be putting more into digital or more into um, other forms of of, uh, marketing and advertising. Um, So I think it's probably a mix of both of those. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's cautious trading times at the moment, Mm -hmm. isn't it? So it's probably not... um, unless you've got stacks of money, the right time to be investing in big, heavy-hitting campaigns, although we are going to review some, but um, spending the money elsewhere seems like a good idea. Mm. Okay, fine. All right, let's crack on and review some of the ads. So we've ads, sorry, ads. Um, we've picked five, haven't we? We've shortlisted them because we can't really go through all of them. So should we start off with Celebrity Cruises? Sarah, you're going to talk us through this one. So I'm going to play a little clip first. What if you could sail into a world where anything's possible? A world where every day brings something new. What if a ship could transport you in more ways than one? 
At Celebrity Cruises, we never stop asking what if. Book your Celebrity Cruise now and enjoy savings on selected 2019. Okay, so that was Celebrity Cruises. Sarah, you had some views on this earlier, so what do you make of that? Um, as you mentioned earlier, my background, I used to work for Universal Studios, so I've got quite a lot of experience of working with US companies who use content for the UK. And it feels to me that some of the uh, language in this has been adapted for a UK market and is a bit generic. So it's, it's a personal opinion, but I don't particularly like sentences like, um, what if you can transport me in more ways than one? I don't really understand what that means. Um, having said that, um, looking at the, the comments that Steve made, um, yes, it is good having split screen. Yes, they're continuing a kind of theme. There's a, there is a great call to action. Um, I, I'm not sure that Venice is the best choice of a destination in light of the kind of over-tourism problems. Mm. Um, but, you know, Celebrity is a massive brand and it does really showcase the ships well. Okay. I mean, you, Steve, you like this ad. You gave it four out of five did, in our yeah. review. So just talk us through what, what, what the ad shows us for, well, those, it, for those listening and that may not have seen it. I, I think it emphasises what you get on board a ship as well as where you go, which is the transporting into two worlds. And you can see the, uh, uh, the split screen will show us, as we saw there, um, the making up the beds in a very sumptuous bedroom uh, or cabin and making up a table in a very nice restaurant, or both of which would be on the ship. And the thing that I really liked about this uh, ad, uh, which appealed to me, and I tried to put it in context with the other cruise ads that were about, was there was um, not, uh, not many stereotypical shots of ships, which of course, uh, uh, the problem with the, the cruise world is it's fighting this myth of, uh, you know, cruise ships are crowded and you don't have good quality mm. and all the rest of it. And that comes across very, very strongly in this, uh, this ad. And then the last bit, which I, I, I judged it by, was that um, they have a sail on, uh, they have a call to action and I think the real problem for mm. all travel uh, ads is that there are so many at this time and it's like a big old race, they're jostling, it's like the Grand National, they're all jostling for position um, and therefore to get the whole thing wrapped up in one go, not just plant the seed but actually have a call to action um, is really imperative for an ad and I think this does it because it says there's a sale until March. Um, so it'll have planted the seed and hopefully pushed you across mm. the line at the same time. That's why I thought it was a, uh, an ad that was kind of complete in its own mm. way. What we should also uh, um, build in here to all the reviews is that it's not just about the creative, it's about the media buying. Mm. So the channel that they've chosen, or the channels, the time of day they've chosen would have been absolutely uh, uh, pinpointed to a certain market. So I think that would appeal to people that are into cruising. Mm. I think it would reassure people that buy celebrity cruises on a regular basis, that they're still about and look at what you uh, uh, currently enjoy. And I think it would probably uh, um, appeal to new cruisers that are in the demographic of celebrities catchment. And apart from Virgin, I think it's the only one that does use the term sale, mm. which is really kind of driving book yeah. now, spend now, yeah. Yeah. commit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, but you mentioned they had Venice in the background, which perhaps, well, I mean, they've, they've just introduced a, a fee, haven't they, a tax? So not the best destination <laughs> to choose, but, yes. but then again, it's wildly popular, isn't it, with, yeah. with, with cruisers? So, okay, fine, let's move on to the next ad. So we're going to do um, 
where is it? We're going to do the Disneyland ad, which Sarah, you love, don't you? So we're going to tissues at the ready. Tissues at the ready. <laughs> Kleenex. Okay, we're just going to play a little clip of this. To dream the impossible dream. To fight the unbeatable foe. To bear with unbearable sorrow. Okay, Sarah, just go go through the, the ad for us. What's the concept? Oh, for those who haven't seen it, say? it's um, a tiny um, duckling that stumbles across a comic, including um, pictures of um, Donald Duck. Um, and the duckling tries to emulate um, Donald Duck. Um, there is then a journey where, you know, there is... Um, he loses the comic, there's a storm, he gets separated from his mum, and at the end he ends up in Disneyland Paris meeting his hero, Donald Duck. I mean, when you talk about it, it sounds cheesy as you like, um, but the first time I watched it, I literally cried. Really? I mean, really. Wow. so sweet. Um, And obviously, if anyone's going to do magic, Disney, you know, they really, really do it extremely well. Um, I know that they launched a kind of teaser for the ad. I think it was on Christmas Day, maybe. They put mm. out a tweet saying, where yeah. is the duckling? Um, and then launched the ad. And, you know, the emotiveness in itself has had press coverage, I think. So it's lovely. It really is lovely. And um, the question is, Disneyland Paris, you know, again, referring back to Universal days, I used to be completely obsessed with Disneyland Paris. And I know that they've had... Um, tough times in terms of visitor numbers, but they're you know they're committed to investing in the destination, and maybe this is the beginning of the turnaround. There's no strong call to action. Going back to your mm-hmm. previous point, Steve, it doesn't say book with an agent or book with Disney, but presumably their brand is strong enough that you know you'll go and you take the kids. Okay, so you, your favourite ad? Just say. Um, Probably not, actually, but definitely the most emotional. Okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, the way I would judge it is if you had a, a, a room over the Christmas period, a, a front room or a, a living room or a dining room, and it's full of people and they're busy talking and they're unwrapping presents or whatever, and this ad comes on, you would imagine that very slowly the room would start to take notice of this ad running in the background. And I think there's a great thing in, in, in marketing. Uh, um, a lot of people put stock in pester power. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of kids would see that and think, right, this is where we've got to zero in because it just pulls on those heartstrings. And you really would have to be flint-hearted not to just uh, get swept up in it. Um, you're right, it doesn't have the, uh, the call to action, which I'm always fanatical about, but I think if anyone can get away without doing the standard call to action, it's probably Disney. Yeah. It almost feels a bit unfair comparing them, doesn't it, <laughs> yeah. to others, because they will have the it's resources. It's a film studio. In, and film, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not really They should get it right. Yeah, 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 they, they should, shouldn't they? they? Yeah. 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 You yeah. gave it five out of five, didn't you, Steve? I did, so uh, you, because I thought, uh, for all the reasons, I thought it attracted attention, I thought it would get people to want to go there, it would put that resort, which with all its problems may have faded down the uh, to-do list, uh, pushed back up the to-do list. And I could imagine the pester power kicking in big time. Mm, I think yeah. it went down very well in, in the Travel Weekly office. People people loved it. So, Okay, let's move on to the next one. But of course it does have the word dream, and of course holidays is about mm, dreams. Yeah, right? so it does, yeah uh, creating memories. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, next up we've got Tui. Um, so... Here we go. 
we were saying, weren't we? We, we loved this song. It was mm. really catchy. And you compared it, was it Thompson back in the day when they did... Oh, that was the Jet 2 Jet reference. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so this ad, um, Sarah, do you want to talk us through this one as well? Just what, what, what the concept is? And so this is um, a mother and daughter on holiday. And the um, <clears throat> daughter is um, a sulky teenager. <clears throat> and she does it extremely well. Um, but as the holiday evolves, um, you know, she goes from hating it and hating everything and hating her mum to the two of them really having quite a good time together. Um, nice music, it's really well filmed. And what was interesting for me, obviously there have been some changes at um, TUI and uh, Jeremy Ellis was the marketing director who left earlier in the year after um, quite a long reign. And... Um, it seems that this ad is is moving slightly away from um, their traditional branding. You know, it's being slightly edgy in that it's not a typical family. Um, yeah, it's a single mum. Single mum, yeah. yeah. Um, but I loved it. I mean, for me, it's, it's absolutely up there with the duck. Um, I think... Um, it's impactful and it's emotive and it makes you feel good. Um, Steve mentioned earlier that eventually the uh, teenager can get a bit annoying, but um, yeah. I really like it. And we were saying, I, for me, they're a bit too beautiful. They are. <laughs> she is a bit. They're too she good is a bit Scarlett Johansson. They are. Really, yeah. It's quite sickening. Yeah. Um, I mean, the acting's good because she's in full eye rolling mode yeah. for the first uh, twenty seconds of that ad. Um, and then it's great to see them eventually sort of uh, uh, combine and come together. And it's, it's showing the essence of a, of, of a good holiday, which brings people together. And there's, there's little things in this ad. I mean, I thought, it, you know, it, they were up against a difficult circumstance because this ad's been around since October time or maybe earlier. So they are very familiar territory and people might fade out when they're watching that ad. But of course, uh, they talk about the uh, the crossing the T and the dotting the I's, mm, and, nice. uh, and and then discover your smile. And we're in the travel industry; we forget the impact those little strap lines mm. have on the ordinary person in the street. They kind of oh yeah, right, so it dots put the, you in the middle, the yeah, yeah, put yeah, you in the middle. And that's a very very clever strap yeah. line, mm. and they keep loyal to that um, in the ad. And I think that too is is a call to action in a reassuring way. Mm. She's a good actress, actually. She's looking at her. Yeah, she is so moody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and if you've got a house full of those people, yeah, teenagers, yeah. 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 You would kind of makes you that. smile, doesn't it? Actually, yes. doesn't it? She. The only um, comment, uh, which is just general, is that when when a lot of these ads use destinations, they don't credit the destinations. And I looked up that this was filmed in a Thompson, ex- uh, Thompson, sorry, Tui, <laughs> uh, old habits die hard, um, exclusive property, and there's no mention of that. Yeah, it doesn't say where it's filmed. It's you know that that's perhaps a missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Although I suppose for them it's all about the brand. It's getting you in the door yeah. Yeah. of a yeah. Tui shop and booking a Tui holiday. Mm. So I imagine in 30 seconds there's only so much you can, yeah, yeah, you can get say. In. It's yeah. going to overcrowd the message. Yeah. yeah, okay. Cool. And then the next one we were going to look at, I think, was Kuoni, which did um, very well in our online survey with readers. And Steve, you, you um, said it was one of the best TV ads you've seen in years. So, yeah. Okay, let's have, yeah. A, let's have a play from it first. It's got good music again, hasn't it? Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. Talk about things you'd like to do. You gotta have a dream if you don't have a dream. How you gonna have a dream? Okay, that was Q 
Kuoni. Tell, talk us through the ad, Steve. Well, I made that uh, that saying about uh, it being possibly one of the best ads that's come out of the sector for a very long time, and I, I do actually believe that. And the reason for that is uh, the production values are second to none, even down to the little crackle as they've put on some old 33 yeah. and third record. Um, South Pacific has got a certain nostalgia to it. Uh, Happy Talk is all uh, related to holidays. Uh, you've got to have a dream to make a dream come true. Uh, that goes in there. And then the footage is absolutely superb. It goes from all the, uh, uh, the traditional things you'd imagine with a holiday, whether it's a, a beach, a hot air balloon, people walking along uh, uh, the beach, uh, and the hills and all the rest of it, right through to, and this is the bit that clinched it for me, through to the shop. So it, it reflected the whole process of booking a holiday. Now the shop is Keone, so it's a beautiful piece of branding. Mm. Um, and then you see people talking in a happy way uh, to a travel consultant or, or, or someone on the travel counter. So it showed the whole process and it had a very good call to action. So I thought it just ticked the boxes on, on every area. Um, but that's not an easy thing to do because basically, you know, a travel shop is a shop mm. and it's people sat at a desk. How yeah, do you make that sexy that yeah. Yeah. in comparison to yeah. hot air ballooning and, and wildlife safaris, right? But they've done it beautifully. They've absolutely merged it all into, blended it beautifully. Mm. They did use actors, not real agents. Well, <laughs> Does that matter? No. no, not really. No, I suppose it doesn't. But travel is worth talking about. Yes, it is. It's great for the industry and it shows that it's a serious investment and I think it positions them as a kind of grown-up business with their own shops. You know, they're, they're kind of the John Lewis of travel, aren't they? Yeah. That they're kind of aligning themselves mm. that way and it's a great ad. It's interesting, actually. It's just occurred to me this very second that if there was a theme with all the ads that have been running from the travel sector uh, across this season... It would be about talking about holidays. If you look at Ice Lolly, they're talking about stories. Uh, you look at this, it's talking about talking about your holiday and everything else. And if you think about it from a consumer's perspective, how many times you talk about a new kitchen or you're shopping from Morrison's or whatever, but you always talk about mm. your holiday yeah. long after it's passed yeah. and in yeah. anticipation of it yeah, happening. Yeah. So actually, a lot of the, uh, the ad agencies have really picked up on the fact of the talkability, for want of a better yeah. word, of a holiday. Yeah. Okay, so next up we have Jet2 Holidays, which is one of the tweaked ads. Um, so let's have a listen. So, Steve, what did you score this one? Remind uh, us. I think I gave it, was it a four out of five? Yes. Yeah, four out of five. Um, so, it, yeah, talk us through it. Well, I, I've always I've been a big fan of Jet 2's advertising for a long time um, because of the song being very upbeat, although I do understand that, uh, you know, if you, it gets played too much, it can... Uh, great maybe but secondly um it's playing on one of the most famous instagram accounts for travel which is the uh, i forgot the name of the instagram account but it's where a husband and wife and the, she's holding his hand and they go to all sorts of exotic okay. locations one of the most famous instagram accounts for travel okay. um, so it's playing on that the beauty that i saw as a marketing man was that apart from the uplifting music and the fact that it's tweaked for couples families and, and older couples is the branding so uh, they get on a jet two aircraft uh, which you see the logo you get off a jet two coach which is a logo in the background mm -hmm. the deck chairs they're sitting on and lounges have jet two towels so it's subtle but it's always mm -hmm. there throughout and i think branding is really important because um, there may well be four or five ads in the same segment of which three in the commercial break would be holiday so you've got to make sure that your brand sticks with the consumer 
when your advert has gone off air. And I think Jet2 do that really well. The concern I've got with Jet2 is uh, something called habituation, which means that if you run something enough times, um, it becomes like wallpaper. We get so used to it that it fades into the background. And I feel that they've been using this song uh, so long now um, and the same style of advertising, even if they're tweaking it, that I would say they're almost on, on it's pivotal for them now. I, I think if they were to run it again next year, they'd probably see it not get the traction mm. that it's been getting in mm. the past. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, uh, it reminds me of um, in a previous life when uh, Thompson used to have oh, yeah. Walking on Sunshine mm. with That's Katrina and the Waves. It's kind of... Um, relentless to a certain extent because this is also playing on uh, radio campaigns and mm. for me personally it's the ad that I've seen the most over the Christmas period um, but they've obviously put a lot of money in terms of spend I think it launched on in the middle of Coronation mm. Street um, and as a business they're going from strength to strength so good for them. Mm. Okay brilliant all right so we're going to move on now I want to talk a bit about cruise um because a number of cruise lines ran tv ads this year which is perhaps no surprise there's loads of new capacity um coming into the market um so msc ran the first tv mm. ad i think in the uk uh, celebrity cruises which we spoke about and pno which which yep. featured rob bryden again what what did you make of, of the cruise tv ads overall you're a cruiser yourself aren't you Steve? yes i am yeah, yeah. like cruising so what do, what do you make of them well i think the, the thing with cruising and it's a very difficult thing for the cruise sector to get Around. If you're into cruising, so I, I love cruising and I'm a big cruiser, um, it reinforces all the things you love about cruising. If you're not into cruising and you see lots of ships and all that sort of stuff, it could actually compound the myth that some people have in, in their heart about uh, uh, cruising. So I think there's always a difficulty and that's why I thought Celebrity were good in that they kept the ship to a minimum uh, in terms of uh, the display they were using. Um, but MSC did a very good ad. I mean, they're again going down the, the, the quality levels and the, 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 the sort of enjoyment and the entertainment and the food that you get on the ship as well. Um, would it be enough to get uh, non-cruisers to cruise? That's the that's the mm. $64 million question. I'm not entirely convinced okay. that they do. A big cruise line that was missing again this year, second year in a row, was Royal Caribbean. Um, I think earlier in the year, last year, Ben Bolden, the UK boss, said his decision to drop TV last year it had been vindicated it was the right thing they spent their money elsewhere um, you know v VOD was a particular focus for them video on demand for those who don't know what it is and I'm actually just going to play Royal Caribbean's video on demand um, from, from for, for turn of year I just want to see what you guys make of this bad world it's a fan put it in your hashtag only one life to live you're never going to get it back let's go even if I um I, I think that was I think the music on that was was pretty good. It's pretty mm. fast paced, mm. yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's different. It's, and it's is if yeah. you go, I've been on a couple of those things like the surf machine yeah, sure, and yeah. the bungee virtual reality bungee. It's just there are so many activities. Yeah. So I think it, it captured it quite, quite well. But what what do you think? Yeah, have you seen that before? No, I haven't seen it before. And it is different. I think to Steve's point, it's really hard for these. 
um, cruise companies who are trying to grow market share to differentiate. You know, when you look at a yeah, ship yeah. and a lovely place mm. and food and mm. entertainment and however much you're trying to talk a different game, but using that different music, make it much edgier and it's younger. It's, yeah, it's funky. It is quite young, yeah. isn't it? It's youthful. So, so for those listening, it's basically loads of quickly changing images, aren't there? And of yeah. all the activities you can do on board, but also the destinations it goes to. But it's got like the zip line here, the surf machine, which I mentioned. Royal Caribbean, you know, you can't deny it, are blessed with possibly the, the, the most extraordinary ships of all the fleets. You know, they've got the open back ships. Got, that we've got just a lot seen to play there. with, yeah. haven't they? To so, yeah, yeah. so they're really starting with a, a momentum that other cruise lines can only envy, I would mm. imagine. Do you think, what about them not going on TV? I mean, Ben said it's worked for them. You know, that's why they haven't gone back to it. Well, if, if, it reminds me, if, if I was the marketing director or, or working for the marketing director, I, I'd be the sort of uh, yes minister. That's a very brave decision because <laughs> it's a brave decision not to be on TV when, when others, a lot of the other yeah. guys are. Mm. Um, and uh, again, if you are a convert to the brand and all the rest of it, it doesn't matter so much. And it really depends on what the marketing objectives are. If you're trying to convert brand new people, uh, then TV uh, might be a better uh, um, uh, avenue. But of course, you've got to set that all against the backdrop of what else is he doing? So yeah, exactly. If he's, if Where he's are in, they? If he's active in digital or point of sale. Or well, yeah, I think so. They've ditched TV and radio. Um, they're instead choosing to use VOD um, and outdoor advertising. Um, and as I said, his, the decision to drop TV the year before last was vindicated by a strong wave period. Um, and But they are doing, as well as the VOD, um, they are doing um, big creatives in Waterloo Station, which I haven't seen, so big digital screens above platforms, as well as on websites and on social media. So they're obviously, you know, putting their marketing spend elsewhere. Um, but yeah, dropping radio as well. I would say though that that's probably prudent, and maybe all the brands should be doing that. If you just put everything in the TV, that would be uh, quite a strategic error. Yeah. Um, and Waterloo is, I believe, is it the most uh, busiest train station in the UK? So they've definitely got some good placement there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, a captive yeah. audience waiting for trains. Okay. Um, and then I'm just going to bring in a comment from Phil Bloomfield, who is a um, senior PR executive, used to work at Siren Comms. Um, and he made a comment underneath the reviews. He just said, um, I'll read it out. Given this is going to be the most important peaks for many a year, it would be interesting to know the extent to which these and other brands have shifted their spend away from new brand creative into more aggressive and robust online strategy, where they have more control over targeting and attribution. I think that's very kind of spot on with, mm. with Royal, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, but, but yeah, I think he makes a, a fair point, doesn't he? We, we were talking earlier about the Ice Lolly campaign and um, uh, in addition to their TV campaign, they're doing lots of sponsorship, yeah, which you yeah. kind of understand for a relatively new brand. So I suppose for all of these TV campaigns, it's part of you know an integrated campaign. But ultimately, you want to sell holidays. We need mm. to sell holidays. Um, you know, Disney are kind of going against that. They're just saying, remember, Disneyland Paris yeah, sure, is still yeah. here. But for everybody else, we need to sell yeah. the beds, the Absolutely, ships, yeah. and the mm. land. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So moving on. Um, well, actually, st sticking with um, kind of Royal not doing TV, and we talked a bit about Kwoni dropping TV year before last. Um, a noticeable player missing from this year's turn of year activity uh, on TV was Thomas Cook. Um, they did sponsor The Secret Life of Five-Year-Olds um, on holidays, a TV show on Channel 4, but they didn't run a mainstream TV ad um, elsewhere. So is that, that's, that, does that surprise you? 
Um, yes, it does. I think given uh, the stories that circulate in the media about Thomas Cook um, and uh, the various different uh, challenges they faced, I think not being present when all your major competition and some of the new entrants mm -hmm. are putting mm -hmm. so much muscle behind mm -hmm. uh, this uh, activity is probably uh, a bit of a strategic, uh, questionably, mm -hmm. questionable. Because how far in advance, if you wanted to launch a TV ad over Christmas and New Year, how far in advance do you have to start working on that and booking the slots? Several months because uh, there are peak slots. If you're trying mm. to book uh, um, in a Coronation Street, that's probably done and dusted by August time, you know. Mm. Um, so it would pr they'd probably have to be uh, uh, long-term planning mm. that uh, quite comprehensively. So they must maybe have decided quite quite some time before they just weren't going to do it without maybe knowing their financial results who knows maybe they'll come out later I mean mm. we talked earlier about people recycling content mm. it's not too late to mm. kind of launch in February or March but I think there was some talk about them running one later but right. I don't think we've had that confirmed yet but, but there's yeah. a lot of noise at the moment that's and the they're thing. you know other people are eating their market share so well, that's, that, that is a good point you know I've many a time advised tourist boards and, and uh, uh, governments uh, not to launch work during world travel market because yeah. there's just too much noise. You're going to get yeah. drowned out. Wait uh, a little bit and, and do it later or try and get it in earlier. Maybe Thomas Cook thought uh, that route. I think the problem is that we're in a window at the moment with Sunshine Saturday and all mm. the rest of those things that have happened. We're in a window at the moment where holidays are front of mind. And if you are not in the field when everyone else is front of mind, you do have to question whether if they're going to advertise in March, well, a lot of the capacity mm. will have been eaten up. So it's a brave decision. Mm. Okay. Um, and another one we haven't played and um, narrated, but, but was Saga, wasn't it? That came out, I think, last week, Saga's yeah. ad. And you, you liked that one, didn't you, Sarah? Yeah, we were just talking about other ads that were sort of um, later. Um, and I think when we're talking about talking about travel and experiential travel, Saga have done, they kind of turned the holiday experience on its head that they're, they're using locals. I've seen a couple actually. There's one that's in Mongolia, one that's yes, in I've Norway, seen that one. a Spanish one. And they're talking about the positive impact that the holiday makers had on them. Um, it's really sweet mm. and it really kind of shows a destination mm. and authenticity and it makes you want to travel more than perhaps just generic pictures of a beach plane. Mm. Yeah, um, it flips it, doesn't it? Exactly. So instead of the, the travellers, the customers going home and talking about their holiday, you've got the people in yeah. the destination saying, oh, I met mm. Sarah from Blackpool Brighton. or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me smile. Yeah. It was quite humorous, yeah. wasn't it? Mm. Um, and, and expensive. I mean, the high quality production, production yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's it it doesn't i mean in terms of the branding i can't remember you i remember that it's saga i can't remember at the end the kind of branding that's on the yeah, ad or yeah, the call yeah. to action but it stood out for me as kind of oh wow okay great and maybe broke some kind of stereotypes or, or perceptions that people have about saga exactly. being for yeah, people because they're trying to push this look we do a lot of kind of adventurous travel we're you know, a great and their travel company keep yes. doing yeah. you know we're not just um you know people with with, with zimmer frames on, on a cruise ship yeah. you know we, we're a lot more than that not that there's anything wrong with that of course but no. we do more act yeah yeah and we yeah. do have a playful side yeah um, but also probably I, i've never done any research into this but it they probably hit what matters to the demographic thereafter, which might be authenticity mm. and the fact 
that you're not just flying flop, you're going to try and put something into a holiday and get something out of a holiday. And so they've probably uh, um, gone after it from that position, which means they'll tick a lot of boxes yeah. with their and, target And that their target audience, some of them are fit, fit and healthy and active, and they do want to go uh, exploring and, and things well, like Well, definitely over 50s, and 50-year-olds, 50 uh, they're still yeah. active. Yeah. Right? Are we still? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get on a saga holiday. Um, okay, so... But when it comes to TV advertising and marketing, how does travel compare to other sectors? You kind of touched on it earlier about how it's difficult to cut through because you're selling, you know, there's only so many things you can showcase yes. in, the, in destinations, isn't it? Whether it's mountains and skiing, beaches. To differentiate but, itself but, from another brand. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. So, but compared to other sectors, I don't think, we do a good job? I don't think travel does bad at all, actually. If you look at motor car ads, for example, which are probably one of the areas that spends a lot of money and some of their ads are very vague about the brand until the very last mm. minute i think you see some some of the ads we've been reviewing are much much stronger mm. than that um, it seems to me that every third ad in every commercial break now is a charity ad so the charity sector um, has to differentiate itself amongst each other i don't think they do it as well as uh, um, travel ads do so mm. i think travel ads differentiating their brands isn't quite as uh, uh, as uh, difficult as some other sectors do. Okay, all right. And is TV still king when it comes to brand awareness? As part of a mix, yeah. I mean, it goes back to what your aspirations are, really, whether you're building a brand or whether you want to take bookings or... Um, it, it definitely is part of the mix and I think for some small companies you know when you have your first ever TV campaign yes. it's a really big deal but it does deliver it still delivers and what you've got to do uh, is you've got to work every single part of your budget in support of a TV ad so you've got to have the PR people PRing the ad which we saw with uh, uh, um, the, the Disney people yeah, yeah. And, the, and the whole thing coming out in advance you've got to get the social media behind it yeah. you've got to get all the various different aspects behind it because the big thing is we, we, we don't live in silos it's, mm. a, it's a halo that we have around us so we've, ex we've got to be exposed to the brand in lots of different yeah. ways um, my big, the big challenge for, for, for TV of course is the the advent of streaming mm. so netflix and, and uh, prime and uh, iplayer kind of blocks out a lot of the advertising which means it's not quite as powerful as it was maybe 15 mm. years ago absolutely do, do you think prices have come down then the cost of, of oh absolutely yeah. because of, of course that, they have, have to yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah because because the, the buyers and mm. it's the media buyers mm. who we're, we're reviewing the creative but the the, the other really important part is where you place the mm. ad uh, how many times you get exposure so um, I think it was Isolotti put it in the middle of a James Bond movie yeah. and On the Beach have put it in the middle of the uh, in front of the Mary Poppins in the cinema they're really clever moves right they're really clever moves because people will watch that sort and of stuff and that's as important if not more important With, without than the, the a doubt. creative itself yeah okay right I just want to finish up what are your top three top three ads Turn of year ads for you, Sarah. Saga would definitely be one, um, and then from the list that we've had here, I'd say, ooh, Kuoni and Tui. In that order? Yeah. Yeah. Steve, well, it's definitely we know what yours yeah, are, but Keone's no, number one for me. Just behind it is uh, is Disney. Um, I didn't see the saga one when this came out. Mm. I like the uh, I like the, the feel of the saga ad, but celebrities probably still there for me. Okay, brilliant. All right, well, thank you both very much. Thank you. Um, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can read Steve's full review and watch all the TV turn of year ads on the Travel Weekly website. 
On the next episode, we have Andy Freeth and Gordon McCready from Luxury Trade Only Operator, If Only. That's out on January the 24th. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave us a review.